Simba, December 1st, my Fellowship Quest members. Here we are. Hope you guys enjoyed the show yesterday. Of course, I got to look on the Facebook. Reload the Facebook so I can see who's talking to me. And there I be. I'm on the Quest Facebook group. And of course, we have to have somebody tell us that you can see and hear me. And of course, from uh, the country of Canada, we have Judy on the line. Hello, Judy. Hello, John. Hi, everybody. Good to be here, as always. Had some trouble with my internet today. So if I sound a little frustrated, I am. Yep, all these tech issues. But we're live, Judy. Um, we're piping live here. So just got to wait for people to come in with that delay and how the interwebs work. You would think with right. the fiber optics and all this quickness that everything would be like spot on instead of we're saying something and we got to wait. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. It was me. My internet still comes through my home phone line, so it's really slow. Yep. Hello, Cindy. See you and hear you. And the professor, we're coming through loud and clear, Judy. We got the green okay. light. We got the green light. Good, good, good. Yeah, we'll be talking about the show in a little bit. Uh, after Judy's a synopsis, you've got to hear my introductions in the beginning. You probably guys know it by heart by now, but um, without these people supporting me in the channel, and you don't realize how much the support uh, is doing to help me, it's just unbelievable. Uh, Judy, we got a new Sinchal, which is one lower than the Grand Master that joined a Renee. His name is Jeff M. I want to thank him so much for his big support uh, for the channel and me uh, to keep it going. So, Jeff M. Whoever you are, I thank you so much. Thank you, Jeff, so much. We can sure use your help. Yep, I got want to thank um, the rest of the knights and the captains and the marshals and the centals. Uh, also, uh, people who are upgrading from the two ninety nine program to the four ninety nine program per month. I appreciate every penny. I thank you so much, and I want to thank uh, Curtis and Jana and Kelly and Becky and Buffy. Josh, Annette, Mark, Barbara, Michelle, Sandollar, Todd, Renee T, Roxy, Mike, Jazz Dia, Wayne and Starlene for their continued support month after month. And all the nights, every little bit helps. And also, since Judy's on the line tonight, I always thank her live for her support. I thank you, Judy. Thank you, John. I'm, I love doing it. Yep. I do. Yep, and I got to thank the professor, Daniel Spino, for his historical researching topics every Sunday morning. Oh, my lordy, 40, Daniel. Just unbelievable. I thank you so much. Of course, uh, you have to... Uh, think if something's 
making you make something or uh, think of something or paint something about Oak Island, and you have that inspiration from Oak Island, send it to us. Let us take a look because um, that's been stagnant, Judy. We got to really look for something maybe else on the item list that people would like to make and do uh, that it's more common for people to do. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, and Bunny, if you can come up with some ideas and help us out, that'd be great. Yep, and there's Kathy the Hook Ockham. Good evening, everyone. Watched on YouTube last night. I enjoyed it so much. I was able to enlarge all the photos. Thank you, Kathy the Hook. She always gives me the uh, image of the hook. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, like the show's giving us the hook every episode, all the time. I appreciate you, Kathy. Thank you so much. I want to thank my moderators, Tammy, Judy, Renee, Michelle, Daniel, and Starling, and also for our Quest Lifetime contributor, Chris Dona. Our call-in number is 1-323-813-4135. When you see it scrolling on the bottom, just text in chat that you want to come on, and Judy will get off. It's only one line, and she'll get off, and you can get right in. I want to thank all my members on the face group quest of oak island all my youtube uh, subscribers and listeners and also on anchor host who uh, podcast to all radios heart radio and pandora and apple and google and amazon so many i can't even do and spotify that they listen to me and judy i thank you so much on the radio side we appreciate you guys tuning in to us. And I try to be more descriptive now, Judy, because I keep on forgetting a lot of people on the radio side. If I say, look at this part and look at that part, well, they don't see the graphics. They don't see the charts. So I'm going to try to get a little bit more descriptive uh, over time. What do you think, Judy? Yeah, good idea. It's easy to forget, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Renee Tuttle, hello, Renee. Thanks for coming in. And Becky on the YouTube side, thanks for everybody coming in. But it seems like I was just on, doesn't it? <laughs> well, it wasn't long ago, John. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a great show. It was. It was good to have Michael on last night. Yep. And um, tonight's format is... Uh, I think, uh, Judy, we'll do the statistics first and then do your synopsis and then get into the show. I don't want to do all the statistics after you do your synopsis because I guess we'll do the synopsis and all the number, uh, the synopsis after the numbers. What do you think? I think that's a good idea, yes. Yeah, we'll get all the numbers out of the way and um, update it 24 hours ago and tell everybody... Uh, who won their first Quest of Oak Island membership mug for being the most active in my Facebook group that Facebook tells me every 28 days, gives me the statistics that I've been telling you guys. I don't really care. I got an open book. Hello, Dan. Thanks for coming in. And um, I give out all the numbers. Judy loves numbers. I mean, we don't like math, but these numbers I sort of like, Judy. Yes, I, I always enjoy 
seeing what the month has brought us. Yep, and you always got to remember the month of November is going to be a lot better than the summer months because that's when the program starts in November, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, we're certainly busier. Yep, and it gives us so much content to talk about. Oh, my lordy forty, finally, you know, Judy? Right, and there certainly is a lot of it. All right, first I'm going to put this picture up with uh, Carmen Lake. Um, one of these days I'll have him on for you guys to give him a call in and talk to him. He's the easiest going guy I know. I know a lot of people who are easy and going. Carmen's so easy to talk to, so easy to uh, break things down and make it understandable. It's just like the show. I mean, that's the way he is. Uh, Carmen sent me this, and I want to show the world. And Carmen, if you ever watch the live show, if you're on there, I thank you so much. Uh, you're the best. So this is what Carmen sent me today. Ready, guys? Ready, John. All the best, John. Carmen Leg is in the house. Well, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yep. Let me pop out so you got the full flame there. Hold on. You can't hear me when I pop out, but I'll just pop out. Hello, Maureen. I'll just pop out for like twenty seconds, so you see the whole picture. Okay. Okay. Yep, I want to thank Carmen so much for sending me that. I put it up uh, behind me. You see the picture behind me, then I take it down. But I want to recognize uh, that these guys are just fantastic. I tell you guys, they're just the best. The it was name. good to see him last night, wasn't it? Yeah, and I was just mentioning to uh, Michael, I said, the first four episodes, we haven't seen Carmen. Remember saying that? Yes, I remember. As soon as I saw him last night, I thought of that. Yeah, it's like, well, where the heck has Carmen been for the last four episodes? And then, boom, as I'm watching it last night, you know, a couple of minutes in or whatever, all of a sudden, boom. But they're bringing everybody to the trailers. You notice that? They're not driving. Maybe they got a uh, a restriction on uh, driving now. They cut the budget back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that could be. <laughs> no. We're not driving uh, 50 miles to go see Carmen. You want to see us, you come see us. You know, maybe they're cutting the budget like everybody else is tight. So we'll see what's happening there. You know what I mean? Right, for sure. I hadn't thought about that. You're right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. Him and Brousseau, she came to the island. Right, yeah. That was, I think she's been once before, but I'm not sure. Right, right. Uh, maybe some kind of new things going on. And Caroline says, Great picture. Alrighty. Carmen has a mind like a encyclopedia. He sure does to pick up them things, you know. He sure does, and he's got his memory is just unbelievable. Yup, built type for scheduling. Yeah. 
I mean, it, it takes, what, an hour to go 50 miles, an hour to come back, so maybe two or three hours of them traveling back and forth, they'd rather be digging, I guess. You know, that makes sense, Judy. Yeah, it does. And uh, they probably um, pay the guys to come onto the island. Yep. All right, guys, you ready for, for some uh, figures? So we'll get this ball rolling. I am. All right, it's 7.30. You heard all my introductions and thanking everybody, so that's done. All right, here we go. We only got one statistic that I want to share on YouTube. We have 2,193 YouTube subscriptions. That's not bad. Good. But I wish I had about 10% of you guys from Facebook going to YouTube. If you have a Google account, you can subscribe, and it's just free. And according to YouTube, that shows growth. You know, views and subscriptions show growth. <clears throat> All right, here we go for Facebook. As of today now, this is 28 days in November. We got 71,024 of the best behaving members I'll ever know. I agree, John. Unbelievable. Agree. Just unbelievable, you guys. I appreciate every one of you. We had 223 posts, up 99%. Wow. We had 7,310 comments, up 101%. Oh, my goodness. We had 57,236 reactions, up 81%. And the winner for the member that's been the most active that gets the new design of my face, I'm so sorry, guys, <laughs> is Linda T. Shaftall, number one for the month of November. There's a Quest mug coming to you, but I'm going to wait till after December to mail it to you, Linda. I don't want to get it lost in this December craziness. Congratulations, Linda. Hello, Aaron. Yep. I mean, I'll post this on our Facebook group also, so you just don't hear it uh, verbally, uh, Judy. Okay. But she's very active. I really appreciate her. Linda Shafto is always in my YouTube. She's always on my channel. And she's always very active. I'm glad she got the number one spot. Our percentage of male to female stays about the same. 66% male, 34% female. The top countries are the USA, Canada, United Kingdom, Austria, South Africa. And the bottom ones are Germany, New Zealand, Netherlands, Ireland, and the Philippines. Wow. Yep, Maureen. The top cities are been staying the same, Judy. Number one, Halifax. Number two, Melbourne, Australia, Ottawa, Calgary, 
and Toronto. All the Canada cities are all over the place. Judy? Oh, that's great. I know a lot of Canadians watch the show, John. Yep. Um, we had over 3,000 plays on our podcast around the world, Judy. Wow. Wow. 50% of them, I guess, are on these Apple iPhones. And just for the countries, I just wrote a few of them down that listen to us, Judy. Are you ready for this one? Okay, away we go. Some of them seem the same as the YouTube channel and the Facebook channel. So it's always U.S., Canada, United Kingdom, Norway, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, the Netherlands, um, Poland, Ireland, the Czech Republic, Brazil, Poland, Italy, France, and Sweden. Unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Somebody's listening to us (laughs) in all those countries. (laughs) I guess we got to get our... Yeah, I guess one day, Judy, we got to do our uh, podcast like in uh, Japanese or Chinese. I don't see many people from that area getting interested in Oak Island, but like in France or like in uh, Sweden, how we how we sound in Sweden. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> I think that'd be scary, John. To be honest, but I'm game. Yeah, imagine me in 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 Germany. You know what I mean? I'm going, oh, my lordy 40. I can't quite imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) So, obviously, that's because of November. Monty Piper, listen to the podcast at work. If I miss the live stream, nice to have that option. Thank you so much, Monty Five Piper. They listen to us all the time. Starlene is in the house. But, um, I know, Starlene, hi. Yep, and the numbers, obviously, like I'm telling you, Judy, in November, December, gets a little slow. But when the show's on, it affects all avenues of news. You know what I mean? It does, yes. Makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And I want to thank for all the people that have been staying with me and Judy throughout all these years. And don't forget, Judy, we just started the podcast on Anchor June 16th. So we've got June, July, August, September, October, November. We've only been on the line for five months. That's it. Wow. Wow. Right? We started. Yeah, June 16th we started. Wow. And Yuli Ardend, hi. From good old Germany. And there he is. <laughs> there's there's uh, a people from Germany just like that. Boom. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for coming in. Then Gloria, who's the Jersey lady from YouTube. I thank you guys so much for coming. We appreciate everyone is. No matter where in the world you're coming from. I know times are all kinds of crazy. What time it's on, what time it's off, Judy, but a lot of people like to have it live. I try to come on early once in a while. 
just to give you a break, but then I don't know when a good time is. I tried all kinds of times coming on early, but I don't know if they're working. It's too early. It's too late. You know, Judy? It's hard. To, it's hard to figure it out, John. It really is. So fortunately, they can watch us afterwards. Right. And I put that like that six-hour thing. So if I come on 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that six-hour thing, I know I'm 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock around the world someplace, you know? Right. Yes. Rex and Alex from Texas? (laughs) Yeah. Huh? Jake Roberts is with us. Hi, Jake. Jake, you cracked me up. That photo you put, I can't believe it's December 1st. I laughed about for about a half an hour. (laughs) I did, too. That was was pretty cool. You you don't belong as an English teacher, Jake. You belong (laughs) on TV. I swear to God. And Jeff M., Jeff M., I thank you so much for joining and supporting me on the YouTube side. Um, I appreciate it 100%. You don't know how much I appreciate your support. I don't know who you are. If you want to email me at questofoakisland at aol.com, that would be fantastic. And Yearly from Germany says this, Oak Island brings the world together. Good vibes. Oh, how true is that? Wow. Wow. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. Yup, Jake. I always got to share to my uh, uh, quest of uh, fantastic photos and stuff because I just got a kick out of it. You're, you, you're funny. We need a laugh, right, John? <laughs> Jake says, my wife was very happy you did that. She loves embarrassing me. Wives <laughs> 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 uh, are good at that. <laughs> oh, Jake, she sent me a pie to do that. I just wanted to tell you that. She had a homemade <laughs> leftover baked pie from one of your cooking shows on your uh, bed and breakfast, and she uh, bribed me with a banana cream pie. Oh, I let the cat out of the bag. (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. All right, let's find uh, Judy's picture here. Get ready, Judy, because your picture is up on the screen, and when you're ready for your synopsis, it's all yours. Thank you, Judy. Thank you very much, guys. And we have Season 9, Episode 5, and it's called Hatching the Plan. It's an exciting new day on Oak Island, and in the war room, the team is meeting with David Irving from Irving Drilling. Vanessa from Rock is present via computer, as is Marty. They are working on formulating Phase 2 of Season 9, the drilling of four 10-foot-wide caissons. These caissons are larger than 10x, and they will be using a larger hammer grab as well. Phase 2 will be taking place in the C1 uh, cluster area. Rick thinks they need to be precise about where the caissons will go, so they will drill more 6-inch holes in order to get the right site. They will start putting down the caissons in four weeks. 
On lot 18, east of the money pit, the team is digging again in the Dunfield spoils. They are hoping to find some clues here to help them decide where to put the caissons. Gary's beeper goes off, and he plucks up a large spike he believes to be a fastener for the large piece of timber Jack then pulls up. Gary's detector shows there's a lot of metal here. Jack and Rick pull up another large piece of timber, which Gary thinks has two metal fasteners in it. Rick wonders if these spoils could be from the money pit, so they will dig deeper to see what more they can find. That afternoon, in the research center, Carmen arrives to assess the spike found earlier. He says it is a cribbing spike from the mid-1700s, which is used to hold timbers together. It, along with the timbers found that morning, could be from a tunnel or shaft. Early the next morning, in the money pit area, the team is drilling a new six-inch hole called E1.5. Because Dunfield dug here, they could be digging into backfill. From 89 feet down, they bring up a piece of wooden beam that looks to have had a pit saw used on it. Since pit saws go back 2,000 years, Rick believes this could be original work. On lot 18, as Billy digs, Jack is metal detecting and comes across another large beam with dowel holes in it, and it's notched out as well. They believe these are signs of it being really old and is a type of timber once used in the construction of ships and buildings in Europe. The beeper goes off, and Jack picks up a spike even larger than the one found earlier. Later that afternoon, the team is meeting with researcher Matt Sand, and he is updating them on his research on Zena's map of Oak Island. He believes they have misinterpreted the words describing the hatch. He reads it as saying, the hole under the hatch. Matt advises them to look for the hatch on lot four and dig to find the hole underneath. And he tells them, good luck. It is a new day and Craig is meeting with the CSR Geo Survey Company on lot 22 across from lot four. They will be surveying on lot four with their VLF machine to see if they can find any anomalies that might point the team to the hatch. With a different machine, they will also look for any metal that could be down there. Back on lot 18, Billy and Jack find stones similar to those on the stone road under the spoils at what could be ground level. They call in Steve to survey this to see if it lines up with the stone road and the money pit. 
Later, on lot 18, the team gathers to take a look at the stone area Jack and Billy found a while ago. They find more rocks, and Ian picks up clumps of grass from around the rocks. He says this is not natural, so this area at ground level has been moved around by man. Something happens here, states Marty. Two days later, in the war room, the people from GeoSurvey are giving the team the results of the mag magnometer, I'm not saying that right, <laughs> survey on lot four. There are many anomalies, but one large one near the spot where Xena's map shows the hatch to be. This could be the hatch with a tunnel under it. Rick says, we need to get eyes and boots on the ground here. We have a whole new search agenda now. Have they finally found the hatch on Zena's map? For her sake and theirs, let's hope so. See you next week, everyone, and stay safe, please. Fantastic job, Judy, as always. Thank you, John. Say that word for me, magnometer. Is that what do you say about? <laughs> um, you're asking me to pronounce things correctly? <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, right? Yeah. Magnometer. Mag magnometer. That's all I yeah, would say. Yeah, you got it. Yes, you got it. Metrometer. They got all kinds of metrometers and everything else like that. Very good, Judy. Very good. Very good. Why are these bells Thank going you. off? I'm getting more notifications. My group is just too busy. Just too busy. Very good, Judy. Very good. And as we go Thank through you. some Thanks, as we go through some pictures, there has been some confusion of what they showed us a couple of long seasons ago where uh, Laird went into a uh, they said a hatch, but it was off the road that David Blankenship, we walked into the woods and they saw this pit. You remember that, Judy? I do, yes, very clearly. And I think that was because of, at the time, they called it the hatch. But I think now when I show you some pictures, they're calling the hatch now the spot close to the road in that other place that David Blankenship showed us, I think that's where the valve is. And I'll try to explain that when I show you some of these pictures. And I also got the word out to some people in the know um, to give us a clear explanation. You know what I mean, Judy? Oh, that would be great. Yes. Because what they're saying the hatch was is where they walked way down past David's land and they saw that indentation they said well that's nothing forget about it you remember that i remember it clearly and wondered why at the time they didn't do more there so now they're calling the hatch right next to the road so the hatch can't be in two places you know what i mean judy right exactly yeah they have confused us so i'm going to try to clear that up but that's my own personal opinion until i get uh exact correlation of what they're talking about from them I'm calling the hatch right next to the road that they're showing last night. And the valve is around the area 
where they showed us a long time ago that they called the hatch. Does that make sense, guys? Yes. Okay. Yes. Jake, our English teacher, says it's it's um, magna meter. Thank you, Jake. <laughs> Daniel said he was about to do the same thing. And Jason, what is Zena's map? Is it original or copied onto modern paper? It can't be original, uh, Jason. It's a copy of a copy, copy of a copy, copy, copy. It could be half right, could be full right. It all depends what you believe in. But if things tie into each thing, then you got a question. If nothing tied into nothing, okay. But, you know, when Aaron's finding uh, the stone markers and uh, Michael's work on finding other areas of interest, it has to be worth something, Jason. So as far as being on new paper, it's been copied on top of a copy for I don't know how many years. And uh, that's my own personal opinion. All righty, I'm going to take uh, Judy off the picture here. Let's get into the screenshots here. Okay, this is a picture from, what, I think 1939 or so, and it shows the upper portion here that the old-looking stone pathway is going on the right side of the money pit. Do you guys see that? Yes, we do. So we can see the stones, and that's what they're looking for now. But when they say lot 18 now, Judy, you got to remember when they're talking lot 18, they're talking about the Dumfield spoils. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. So if that wooden structure there is the money pit, the original money pit or close to it, the stone pathway is way off to the left. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I agree. I'm just going by a uh, an eyeball from the old money pit there on the head and shafts or whatever they're doing over there. If you went straight down, that's where their lot 18 is. And the stone path that he's pointing out is off to the left, coming in at an angle. You see what I'm seeing, Judy? Uh, yes. I do see it. That's what they got it highlighted, that path there. Yes. Or the stone path or whatever they want to call it, roadway. It's not going to be a wharf over there because there's no water there. It's just going to be a pathway, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. And don't forget, this was farmed for a lot, a lot of years. So if it was farmed and there was um, a lot of vegetation, of course you're going to be using a lot of oxen and they're going to be using a lot of stones, stones, a lot of shoes. So you guys got to remember this area and the whole area 
that Sam Ball used and everybody else used was farmed. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of, of stuff uh, there, artifacts to do with farming. Right, right. <clears throat> but this sort of got me strange about if they're looking for the stone pathway to extend to the money pit, that you see the old money pit there? Yes. When I show you these other pictures of lot 18, it doesn't seem anywhere close to this highlighted area. I can't overlay these pictures. I wish I had that software to overlay this, overlay another map. I'm just not that technically advised. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, I understand. It's not easy. <clears throat> so uh, I could see if this tone pathway went like right to the money pit where that building is or that the uh, shaft is, you know what I mean? Right. Not way to the left. That's all that uh, triggered my brain on that picture or that photo last night. Thank you, Renee. That's from a 1932 aerial photo. Thank you, thank you. And this is on lot 18 or the Dumfield Spoils that they say the rocks, they found the rocks or the pathway when they called Stephen to uh, get an elevation and to see if he threw an extension line out if it's close to being close to whatever the other path was ending, you know, Judy? Right, exactly. And then together they're going towards the money pit, am I right? Supposedly, but this is way on the end, you know what I mean? Yeah. But who knows where the money pit is exactly, you know? Exactly, yeah. We don't know that yet. Right, and this is from the uh, radar, sonar, the hot spots. And like people were saying, the pink spots are a hot area. That whole pink spot on the west side of the swamp lit up, you know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, I, I don't understand that. Hope they explain it. Yep. The professor, Dunfield was looking for treasure. If they didn't see gold, he didn't care. Exactly. Just keep on digging. Yep, I agree, Daniel. Yep, keep on digging till you see something shiny. Very interesting how many times this island's been scanned and data on this island, Judy. I just can't believe how many times this island's been scanned. It's amazing, and to think that uh, nothing really big has been found yet. Okay, uh, Louis, or Louis, or Uli, that's the member from Germany. Thanks for coming in. Hope you come back. Bye. And Linda, the pink in the swamp, the plug. Me and her with the uh, blue clay plug, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> I hear you, Linda. I hear you. You hope we now moved into an archaeology excavation. Yep. Get the dustpans and the trowels and the brooms. Get her done. And this is what they're saying that little black piece coming down to the hatch. 
this is what they're focusing on that's right off the road and that's when they're highlighting that they should search There was no path on the west side, uh, Caroline. It was up on top, and the small path was on the southeast bottom. Okay. That's the best picture I can get of some of this. But when they got them bright colors, you can't really get a good picture of what's going on. So that's what I was saying. The valve, I think, is where... David Blankenship showed us near his house, but way back in. And the hatch is what they're talking about new. That's right off the road. Right. And also where it says the dam, I do have information out of uh, the McGinnis books that there was a dam made there for uh, spring uh, drinking water that was uh, handed down in the storytelling aspects of when they made their two books, Judy. Okay. All righty. That's, you know, it says the dam. Well, what the heck does that mean, the dam? Right. So I got some reference to a dam about on that location from a couple of uh, McGinnis books. And I think even... Uh, and they would need them. And I even think uh, Oliver touched on it also. Okay, good. And there is a lot for... It was strange how the... It's so square and they got that path going on each side. Kind of weird, you know what I mean? It's like cut out. It's the only, it is. It's the only land that has this cut out sort of for some reason, you know? Yes. Why? I have no clue. And playground. What is the angel? I have no idea. Yep, Daniel. And don't forget, too, on this uh, Zena's map, it's not only a map, because everybody calls it a map. It's also a plan, because people would ask me, well, John, if Dr. Spooner says the uh, the swamp was made in 1220, bing, well, that means it was two islands, you know, Judy? Right. So how was this map made in 1347? Why isn't it shown two separate islands then. And I'm saying that was a plan to close up the swamp, dig the tunnels, and such. It's like you're having a house plan. You know what I'm talking about? That could, yes, that could very well be. Yep, Lord, that's lot five with the wood cut on both ends. Maybe he did that to distinguish his lock from yeah. the others. Yeah, probably. Yep, Linda. Remember, Dr. Spooner says the swamp was man-made. Am I correct, Judy? Yes. So before, be so before 1220, it was two islands. 
and they always ask me about the map or the plan. That was a plan what to do to this island. To have many depositors go there or whatever, we're going to find out what's going on here with this story, Judy. That's all. That's my own personal opinion. Right. Yep, Todd, there's a lot of distrust up there on that island. You know, with Fred and Dan and Robert Young. You know, they're all treasure hunters, and they keep everything close to their chest. You know what I mean? Yes, they sure do. You know, but they have to have a plan. This thing, like Oliver said, wasn't five guys on a weekend digging a hole. This thing was a big, planned-out operation with many people, many designs to do this, Judy. And I still say there was a big thing to do at that time, you know? I agree, John, especially if it's uh, done the way that uh, Michael and Oliver say it, they think it is. That's a lot of work. All righty. And this is, they were showing how they were getting uh, scans when they put all those scanning devices down all the six-inch PVC pipes that they drilled earlier. But I'm just saying, the amount of data, Judy, I mean, is this next technology, I mean, does this keep on going around and around and around? Every time we get new technology, you got to go around and around and around again. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. So we're just getting data one on top of the other. Well, we got this new technology to see it better. Well, I thought they were going to do the MUON, the M-U-O-N, and scan from the bottom up. You know what I mean? Right, and they have not done that yet. And then we get this one that they're doing from the top down. So I don't know. I don't know. There's the two pieces with the gold on it. The first one was the gold on the metal. The second one was uh, flakes of gold that was sort of stuck on there, they said. But I still say for gold to be stuck on something has to be uh, melted. I'm not sure how metal just gets stuck with gold without melting it on. You know what I mean, Judy? Yeah, somebody, to me, uh, has formed that. Right. And you know what I wish, guys, too, on this? That somehow, if Joan McGinnis, I don't know, would let them inspect the gold cross and just take a little piece off the back or something, just to see if the gold cross that her brother gave to her, passing down, that it was part of the treasure, has the same mixture of minerals that these two minerals were showing. You know, Judy? That would certainly help a heck of a lot. Even though Lori said that the cross was from Spanish origin, we know the composition of this um, gold on these two pieces. Is the cross the same? You know, using a lot more lead, using a lot more copper, you know what I mean? To match, if it's possible. You know what I mean? Yes. That would be good to know.
through intense heat. Right, Daniel? There was no volcano on uh, Oak Island. There was forges. You know what I'm saying? Yes, there was certainly a lot of forges, I think, John, more than what we know. Or if you're stealing coins and you're stealing gold from other countries, well, you want to melt that down and put your own mark on it, you know, Judy? Right. Would have to hide it somehow. And the only way to hide it is melt it and put your own mark on it. You're not going to show them a piece of gold with their marks on it, like Spanish this and, and numbers on that. No, you're going to melt it all up, put your own little deal on it, and go from there. That's what I would do. Right. Even though if you had artifacts, some you keep, the rest goes into the melting pot. Jason says, I think metals will be from many countries, either legally obtained or captured. Yep, Jason, I believe it. And here's part of the wood they found. What was that saw? They called that sawing? A pit saw. Yeah, the old pit saws back and forth, and it keeps on raising a level every time you go back and forth with a pit saw. And I'm glad uh, Mr. Barlow uh, saw that right off the bat, and that was very good. Yes. And then Daniel says, my guess is that the Tumbaga bars were being melted down on the island into individual metals. So they were separating the pure gold out of those bars because they're a lot worth more with more gold in them. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Makes sense. And Kathy, what about the charred pieces of wood in the swamp? Was that the ship scuttled? I'm still not sure about the ship in the swamp. Don't forget, Kathy, they had that drill rig that was floating on top of the swamp, drilling holes all over the place. I don't remember them showing us a lot of charcoal. I don't remember them, you know, for a whole ship being down there or half a ship. I don't see anything that would convince me, you know, Judy? Nothing, nothing at all. Not at that time, anyway. Right. Even if it was decommissioned. Yeah, I was going to say, some of the pieces they have found since prove their, well, it looks like there could be a ship there. But if it was the size of the ship they're talking about, and it was decomposed, you would have a layer about three foot thick of some kind of ash. I mean, if they can pull particles of uh, silver and gold out of the water, I'm pretty sure if there was a decomposed ship, they would find that also, Judy. Okay. All righty. Yes, makes sense, John. And then uh, Gary found some kind of big old rusted spike. you got to keep on reminding me that lot 18 is the Dumfield spoils on the end of the parking lot there, you know, end of the parking lot on Money Pit. Right. Yeah, so I had to keep doing that as I was writing my synopsis today. And they thought this was a chisel. When they found it, and there's my man, Carmen Lake. And he told him, just another big crimmage spike. 
because you see the pieces of wood they're doing. If they're doing a dock, those those pieces of timbers are huge and thick, Judy. Yes, I noticed that. So they could also be part of a, a shaft or tunnel, right? Right, yep. Using the big overhead beams, you know, to hold up the uh, the earth above you 300 feet or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Right, yes. The big old cribbing spike. Then they found this piece of wood. This is again in the Dunfield spoils towards the money pit. Uh, who knows what kind of garbage was in there, you know? Well, that's the thing. Nor we don't know where it came from exactly either. How much of that is from the, the money pit itself? Right. And also, you know when he was getting hits on this one piece of uh, a timber, guys? He was getting a hit on one side. He was getting a hit on another. Remember that? Yes. You know what came to my mind? Would like to know. A telephone pole. Oh, wow. On the side of the swamp, there used to be telephone poles. Oh, right. I forgot about that. So you know how they climb up a telephone pole? One on one side, one yeah. on the other, one on one side. Why would you have so many spikes on this one big log, like in that pattern, you know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Right. Good thought, John. So my brain went to the telephone pole. Oh, they came out a little fuzzy. No, that one came out a bit clearer. Because there's no telephone poles there now, you know what I mean? Right, for sure. And what he do was digging in 1965, and they did have telephone poles in 1939. So, where'd those telephone poles go? Where do you throw them? Throw them in the garbage, you throw them in the swamp, you know what I mean? Right, exactly. Well, hopefully we'll find out in the next couple of uh, shows what they are. YouTube user. Hello, YouTube user on YouTube. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, Baffle didn't go through the spoils earlier, but they got so much things going on. Um, It's just unbelievable. Now they got the time and go from there. Now I want to explain to you guys this. I found out, I was telling you the squares. Um, we're ten foot square. They are not ten. Right. They are not ten foot. I stand corrected. They are five foot squares. Every side is five feet. Oh, okay. C one is a forty eight inch can, four foot can. So every square, every which way on these charts that I put up in C, is five feet. Okay. Right. Gotcha. I heard this one huge beam that has no metal in it that Jack found. And of course, they got to get it dated, you know, Judy? Right. That's the one I think that had the um, dowel uh, holes in it, right? 
Yep. It has a doll. It has a mark. Almost like a Lincoln log. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Could this be from a cabin? That could well be too, John. You know how you make a log cabin? You got to notch out the ends. I mean, we got to remember there was a lot of houses or cabins on this island where they lived. Where's all that lumber? There was also right. maybe lumber they used off of older ships because they reused everything. Where's that lumber? When the road was not in front of the swamp for hundreds of years, what the heck washed into that swamp from 1220 to till they put the road in? Right, yes. You know and what I mean? again, that, that could be still part of a shaft. Even from a ship they used to make the shaft. Yep, Caroline says the beams in my 1777 house have wooden dolls and notches. Yep. This reminded me of wow. <laughs> Lincoln Logs, Judy. I don't know. How's my brain work? I mean, I'm burnt out, but <laughs> you guys. You, you must have played those as a kid, did you? Yeah, you guys know I got a civil engineering background in surveying, but this just reminded me of Lincoln Logs. I don't know why. I have no reason why, because the dowel has to connect to another beam. Why would the doll hole be there? You know what I mean? Right, exactly. And in surveyor terms, that could be like a header that supports weight. You know, you got your uh, load-bearing walls in your house, and your inside walls are not load-bearing, so you can knock a wall down and make your bedroom bigger. You know what I mean? Right. But if it's a load-bearing uh, wall, uh-uh. You have to make sure that's jacked up, extra support, because it's a load-bearing wall. So I just said, yeah. that's a Lincoln log. That belongs with a cabin. But again, that could be for an H-frame for a tunnel also. You know, Judy? Right, exactly. In our cabin, we had one weight-bearing wall um, through the, the center of the cabin. Mm-hmm. It's just unbelievable that I think that way, but you guys know whatever's on my mind, I spit it out there. You can believe me or not, it's open for a conversation, but um, any idea is good. Any theory is good. Everybody's got different opinions, what they see, you know what I mean? But this piece of wood, it's huge. I'll be interested to see the date on that. Mm -hmm. This guy we finally met, Matt Sant. I have no idea who this guy is. He's a researcher, I guess, like everybody else. He's a mechanical right. engineer that wrote a letter to Marty. But uh, he's new to me. I never saw him before. He just came out of the woodwork with a letter, and Marty picked him. So good for him, you know, Judy? Right. Well, probably what he had to say caught Marty's attention. Right, how they made them arrows from the words. Like it says, the hole under the hatch. And something about that Z, like a check mark. You know what I mean? Right. And then the valve, a longer check mark. So when they put the island over it, 
the hatch is nowhere near where this red check mark is, you know, Judy? Right, that's so confusing. So I'm saying the valve, that check mark, is further inland, which is around where lot four is near the road. See what I'm saying? Right, yes. And I remember uh, David, when he showed the hatch supposedly a bunch of seasons ago, he had a walk, they had a walk way in to go see whatever that hatch was a long time ago. That's what I'm saying. Right, yes. Um, Daniel says Marty is a mechanical engineer as well. Mm -hmm. so perhaps they know each other through uh, their work. Yeah, maybe. You get to know a lot of people, especially in his business. Right. In the construction field, engineering field, drilling. Yep, John, we see a small percentage because they show us what's going on at the time it goes on. And whatever show worthy, we as fans see it and we try to understand what's going on. And that's what we do. That's what my group's about. Just pick it apart, see what's going on, try to understand. And that's what we do. Right, Judy? Right on. We have a good time doing it too, John. Yep. Because I get confused real fast. <laughs> so do I. Like I said to you earlier, my uh, internet was uh, acting up this morning, guys. And if it wasn't for John and this group, I'd have gotten off the internet real quick. <laughs> we don't I want was frustrated. <laughs> yeah, we don't want that. Can you imagine when I turn this studio on and don't turn on how I feel, you know? Yes. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. No. Yep. So you see how they overlaid the island now. You see it now? Yes. Now look at the valve. You see the street? You can see the the street, the whatever the road is. You can see the road there going up and down. You see it in the middle? Yes. And they got the valve right there. But on the show, they kept on saying the hatch, and that's what was confusing me. You see what I'm saying? Yes, I do. And that, yes, they did call that a hatch. Right. So I think the editors or whatever was going on there, I think they just misinterpreted it. So I'm trying to get a clarification. Is it the valve on the road or is it the hatch on the road? When I get an answer, you guys will know as fast as I find out. But as far as this is telling me that I see it, as I read maps as a surveyor, if I had a survey, and I hit something there on the road, and it was labeled the valve, that's what it would be, the shutoff valve. You know, Judy? Right. Okay, John. And obviously, the hole under the hatch is way in towards uh, the beach. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, yeah, it's going to be off 10 foot, if not more. Because the shoreline's all different, obviously. Uh, yep. They would have more shoreline, obviously, you know, Judy? Right. Exactly. A bunch of people translated it into English. I can't give you names of who did it. But we can find that out if you put that in my Facebook chat. That who did it. 
I'm pretty sure the show had professionals look at it too, um, BC. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. I'm sure they have. Yep. And so they got the right pronunciation, not the way I mumble. And so they got to go by that. And what the angel is on top, I have no idea. Me either. I was just thinking about that myself. What in the world could it be? All right. And Daniel says, very surprised each and every spot hasn't been thoroughly investigated and followed up on, at least that we know of. Yeah, even uh, Rick said, well, if we can find something that substantiates this map, we'll look into it further. So I guess if you don't have something that's real dot on, he sort of just dismissed it for a while and keep on putting cans in the money pit, Daniel. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. And... If it had been me, I'd have followed that map to a T. Right. And the, uh, you know, what Aaron showed him about the anchors and show him where the anchor stones are and Steve's finding the anchors. I guess that wasn't enough to verify what Xena map is saying and the physical evidence, you know. Right. Uh, Linda says um, in the December triangle, what is that? Again, no idea. December Triangle. Yeah, it's right below the valve. Yep, I see it. Could that be the uh, the angle of the stones? You know how the stones were done in an angle off the shore? Right. You got the anchors, you got the... You know how they had the stone triangle on the beach or just above the beach pointing to the money pit. Right. I forgot what the the direct name of that is. Well, I uh, I honestly don't know that. And Linda says, is the translation correct? Well, I hope so, Linda. You know, Oliver does all that also. He's from France, and there's some slang words or some mistakes they make on purpose. So I'm pretty sure the team went through all this, but, you know, I can scratch my head, you know, Judy? Right. <laughs> I see Jake and uh, Jason are talking here. Don't know quite what they're talking about. So maybe they'll figure something out. Yeah, let them. They do the uh, cryptonology, not me. I just turn the channel on, get my popcorn, and uh, talk to you guys. <laughs> Caroline said, the angel, Oliver said, one of the presentations that was translated wrong. It meant the bay. The angel meant the bay. Oh, okay. Well, that's good to know. Mm-hmm. So it's always an ongoing thing, but if I was given this map, well, first of all, I would have metal detect the whole island first, you know what I mean? Right. Because <laughs> they're still finding things, and now they got to put flags down and get permits and all that, but I don't know. They're probably still going through Dan Blankenship's files, and who knows what they could be finding, you know, guys? There's still a lot there, John, to go through. Mass amount of information. Well, like I'm saying, you guys, they must have had some kind of information right on to sink a 10-foot can uh, season 9. So something made them do that, so... Oh, Daniel. I'm going to get you. He says, oh, boy, I want to say something. He knows something that he won't tell us yet. And here's the guys, how they do that uh, 
other scanning device to find things 40 foot below. But haven't we seen this again and again and again, Judy? Yes, we have. And too often they find that that stuff below and then don't go after it. I hope they do this. I was so uh, set up on the seismic scanning when they did all the explosions all the way around the island. I thought that would be like the final thing to look for anomalies. And, and this last one that I thought that would be the last one, obviously I was wrong, is that M-U-O-N um, radar that goes from the bottom up to show voids and all that. Right. I'm wondering, John, if they'll use that in, in the 10-foot caissons. Use what? The uh, muon. I don't know. Like I said, we got a perfect hole, 10X. There's no metal down the 27-inch part. And just stick something down in there and put it on high power and see what the heck we got at the 150 level. You know what I mean? Right. That would be interesting. You know, the 10-foot case on, it's all full of metal. So if they pull it up 20 feet and they put the moo on, whatever it is, into the mud, it might collapse on it and you'll never get it out. You know what I mean? All righty. Okay, Daniel says there are an abundance of problems with the map that I will get into. So I'm assuming we will get that on our Sunday morning. I can't wait. Uh, and there's Kathy. Yeah, me either. I want to know, Daniel. I don't like you keeping secrets. Yeah, and there's Kathy with the hook. I was waiting for the hook. <laughs> so we'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. What else we got here? Let's see here. I think I got this for maybe a next week. Hold on, guys. What do I got here? This is where they said they might have found the void right next and close to this other shaft that they make the women's memorial to. Yes. I don't know if I put this not or whatever. And there's the guys from Irving. I was glad to see uh, Vanessa. I did uh, email her to see if she would want to come on again. She was a great uh, guest when she came on with me. But uh, you don't know how busy they get. And I threw her an email. It's the best I can do, guys, to get Vanessa back on the show. Right. Yep, she's a busy lady. And there she is. I was glad seeing her. I sent her an email. And just see what she says, you know what I mean? Maybe she doesn't do uh, Facebook and stuff anymore. It all depends on her schedule, you know? Right, exactly. Because she does all the... And these... I'm sure they've got a lot more jobs since they were on Oak Island, don't you think? Well, yeah, they do all the foundations for bridge embutments and, you know, under the water for foundations to hold bridges up and buildings and everything else, you know what I mean? Right. But I did the best I could. I sent her out an invite. And don't forget, you guys, if you want to screenshot this shot, every one of those squares are five foot. So if you want to screenshot it and keep it to the side, and you can even mark down where B4 is and B D C five and D2 and D1, you can make yourself your own little chart. You know what I mean, guys? Right, John. Thank you. 
So, you know, the board on top, you got B1, C2, you know, you put your fingers across on the top, you got one to 16. And on, on the side, you got the A, O, B, C, D, E, F. And if they say they're right. going, if they're saying the next hole is at B2, you go right to the square where that intersection is under the two and put a dot there. So I'm going to get out of here. So maybe if you can take a screenshot and uh, everybody can keep track if you want. No problem. Okay, hold on. So for the people that wanted the screenshot, there was the two screenshots, Judy. Yes. And um, I'm also having a friend of mine over these five-foot squares now. They're all five-foot by five by five by five, 25-foot square. Is going to put a compass on these so we know which way is north, which way is south, which is west, which is east on the island. So we know if it's heading towards the uh, Women's Memorial, is it going towards Fred Nolan's house? So they give us some kind of direction, some kind of map. You know what I mean, Judy? That would be great, John. That would help a lot. Yep. So when, when that's done, I'll post it in my Facebook group so everybody knows where they're at. If they say uh, D2, you see how they plotted D2? You go to D on the left side. You go up to two, and there it is. Boom, right at the right at the crossroads, or D2. Right. And if each square is five foot, halfway, obviously, is 2.5. So if they say uh, CD6, six, 2.5, or 20 feet away from C1, you know just where they're talking about. Right. We can play Money Pit Bingo. <laughs> I like that, Bill. I like that. Yeah, that sounds like fun. So I just wanted to give that out to you guys just to uh, see what's going on. Now, you see this one here? It says BC4, just above C1. Yes. So you would go over B, up to 4. And down halfway, so that would say that would be 2.5 feet from C1. You see where I'm going with that? Yes, gotcha. So I thought that would be neat to show you guys. I don't know. Some people care, some people don't care, but I put it out there. Well, that's good. Those, those that would really like to uh, keep track can do so. Yep. -er. All right, let's uh, do the normal stuff here. In fact, it's getting kind of cold in the cellar here, my studio. Oh, boy. It's almost like it's snowing here. 
you guys see any snow? It's getting kind of getting kind of chilly here. <laughs> we don't have any right here where I am, but north of us, at my granddaughters, they got two to three feet up there. Right. Oh, you smart. <laughs> oh, you're going to get cold now, John, with snow coming down. You put the phone number up there. Let me know if you want to call in, and Judy will get off. We'll start buttoning it up. And I thought it was a great show yesterday with uh, Michael. I thought it was a great show uh, from the island there to go look at the valve and go look at the uh, Zena's map. So they're still keeping my interest. There's still only five shows in, Judy. Right. We've got a, a long way to go yet, so who knows what we're going to end up with this year. Hello, Cam. Cam just come in from... Yeah, hi, Cam. Hello, Becky and Curtis Burnett. Yep, it's snowing on me down here. First I had a flood, now I'm having winter weather down here. What the heck, am I in a time capsule over here someplace? <laughs> Something's not right, John. And then Cindy, of course I gotta depend on Cindy. Yeah, this is my dandruff. <laughs> That's Cindy, I don't know. So let me know if anybody wants to call in. I hope you like the show. Like I said, maybe we'll come on Saturday, you know, watch the... Uh, Quest Facebook uh, post. I'll let you know. I'm in a snow globe. Thank you, Linda. And Linda <laughs> Shafto has won a brand new Quest of Oak Island membership mug that we'll post it all on the Quest Facebook. Our numbers were great for the month of November. Let's keep it up. I always can use subscriptions on the YouTube channel. It's free. Or if you want to join, we have a level of two ninety nine to start, and it goes up to four ninety nine if you want to upgrade two dollars a month. That's per month. Like I said, YouTube takes thirty percent, so it's not a real big thing, but anything helps, you know, Judy. Anything helps. It sure does, John. Jake said your problem is, John, that you live in upstate New York. Yeah, I should move the studio off the deck, shouldn't I, Jake? I should move it inside. That would be a good idea. Maybe even upstairs. But, uh, you know, don't forget, guys, also, you know, Jake has his live podcast on Sundays, every other Sunday or Sundays. Um, the Ghost of Bacon, 7 o'clock on Sunday night. Go see him. Kathy's asking about trivia night. Uh, Saturday night sometime, so we will do that. Yep. Bomb-proof prepper. Why did they switch from rock to Irving equipment? Irving equipment and rock work together. Irving equipment has the, uh, what do they call it, the big crane and everything, and rock has the uh, the uh, canisters and the agitator. Right. You know what I mean? Cam, everybody's deciphering everything. And it just keeps on going and going and going. Until they find something. All these theories are a go. 
there's not one theory yet that we can say check off the mark this theory is no good from corian jake chris Aaron. they're all viable Yeah, Ray, Hunter's Hunter's uh, Mountain's close to me. Me and Jake are going to go there, but he has to bring the booze and the meat and the charcoal grill. <laughs> and plus a uh, four-wheeler. What wheel. are you bringing, John? <laughs> uh, electric blanket with batteries. And since I can't move, Jake will have to bring a four-wheeler with a lot of comfort. We're going to go to Hunter Mountain. Ready, Jake? <laughs> He's in. <laughs> Daniel says we can throw the alien theory out of there. Okay, Daniel, that's one down. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, let's uh, take the phone number off. Nobody wants to talk, Judy. I must scare everybody. <laughs> well, I hope everybody knows that if you would like to call in, I don't mind going off. Just let us know. Yep. So if we're not on Saturday, I'll be on Tuesday pre-show. See if I can get somebody else to come on. We'll see. At uh, between 7 and 7.30 pre-show. That's a good time, Judy. Yes, it works good, John. By the time, sometimes we have longer pre-shows than our regular Wednesday show. And then I got to go crazy before the show starts at 9. And, of course, Judy will be with me next Wednesday at uh, 7.30 with her synopsis of what's going on on episode Number six. So, Judy, if you want to, uh, okay, Neil. Um, they're ten foot cans, or cam, and I put my neck out that they only did one this year. So I'll see if I'm right. I'd like to take chances. <laughs> so, Judy, they if keep you... talking about more, John, but I, I think you could be right. Yep. Um. Judy, let's uh, button it up, and then I'll say my goodbyes. I'm leaving the snow on right to the end because uh, that's the way I am. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. It's been a fun night tonight. Uh, I've learned a bit, and it's always good being with all of you. You make my life. And uh, have a good week, and I will see you next Wednesday night. And in the meantime, everybody, please stay safe. You too, John. Good night. Okay, very good tonight, Judy. Your synopsis was right on, and can't wait to hear your next one uh, next Wednesday, but watch the chat. We might pop on Saturday. Not sure yet. Okay. All right. Good night, everybody. Okay, good night. All right, guys. And Cam says, uh, it's starting to get exciting. That's what they do. Like Kathy says, he gives us the hook. So we just keep on watching. I'm into the end. No matter how crazy it gets, I'm into the end. But remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself to reach your goals. Make those goals, reach those goals, please. And never give up. I never give up. No matter what happens to me, I never give up. I just keep on going forward, forward, forward. You guys be kind. You keep smiling. Even though the COVID is going crazy now, a little bit crazier, keep your chin up. Do what you can do. Believe in your dreams. 
You stay strong. You stay safe. You stay extra positive. Get into the Christmas spirit as much as you can. The ones that believe. Thank you for joining me and Judy tonight. As far as I know, we'll see you next Tuesday pre-show, 7, 7.30. And next Wednesday, if I come on earlier or any other days on Saturday, I'll let you know what a post. I think the show was doing great for only five episodes in. It's holding up my interest. I see less repetitive things going on. So it's all a plus for everybody. Everybody, take care. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for being in my group. Thanks for making this a a success. And I thank you so much. Good night now. Bye-bye.